Eternal Dirtles is listener-supported thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to help us out in production of the cast, please head on over to patreon.com slash eternaldirtles. What's a feel? Nate G. Let's go. Reserveless prices going insane Like a polar bear fighting off climate change Entry into legacies, a cease and desist Calling wizards of the coast to abolish the reserve list Reserveless prices getting all weird LED spiked into the stratosphere You wanna play legacy? You got some nerve That's a privilege printed on the list they reserved Trying to play elves gotta get me some land Gaia's Cradles Academy that didn't get banned The problem is that shit costs a thousand bucks Printing Allosaurus Shepherd card design sucks. How about we champ Enchantress? That'll be cute. Oh wait, Sarah Sanctum's price is up way through the roof. Even decks that can't hold their own in competitive play will cost an arm, a leg, your pride, and that pension you save. Wheel of Fortune's name is now just ironic. Yaws Moth willing that cash out your pocket. Gilded Drake shake and bake your bank account, bitch. Wazzy should consider unreserving the list. Do it. Keep the Power 9 reserved, vintage is fine. They play with proxies for the most part or jam it online. But prices of the dual lands have gotten obscene. It's more egregious than Ogo making it through R&D. How that happen? Underground sea, that's an overhead cost. Buy a tropical island, that's vacation you lost. Tundra's not a snow duel, I mean, what's up with that? I tried to buy me some vaults, but the magma melted my cash. You gotta drop that wads on the blackboard of copies. Legacy is a format for the reserved and refined. Be like wizards, coast through the hatred online. I'm just a guy who wants to play with some toys that Wizards of the Coast printed for us to enjoy. Maybe play the best format that Watsy neglects. Abolish the reserve list or back our respect. There you go again, chirping all your complaints. Let me get you some chiefs to equip to your skates. There's a contract that says the list stays reserved. Even if it's fuck you money they could have shared with their holders. Oh, it's yeah. comical cool to think of how much money we're spending. To try to pay for power creep, the format's abended. Go into Watsy's kitchen, what's the chef recommending? I guarantee it's not what Richard Garfield intended. Just go look up the price of Pendrel's Tabernacle worth 1187 Vidalkin shackles. Abolishing the reserve list doesn't make me a heathen. He just stymies all those prices from their doubling seasons. I looked up the price of tithe the other day and it was literally 60 bucks. I was like, what the fuck had to happen in the middle of a pandemic? Is anybody really playing tithe? Isn't that like a one up in like some random deck list or something? Underground sea, that's an overhead cost. By a tropical island, that's vacation you lost. Tucker's not a snow duel, I mean, what's up with that? I tried to buy me some vaults with a bag of melted my cash. Reserveless prices going insane, like a polar bear fighting off climate change. Entry into legacies, a cease and desist, calling wizards of the coast to abolish the reserve list. Reserveless prices getting all weird, LED spiked into the stratosphere. You want to play legacy? You got some nerve. That's a privilege printed on the list they reserved. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Golia, Phil Blackman, Nate, Bill. How's it going, guys? You know, I can't believe how long it's been since we recorded. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Feel bad. It, 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 we, we feel bad, but we got the hot takes to make up for it. We do. This that is, is this plan. is going to be that like is this isn't your normal Caldheim review episode. This is going to be this is gonna, we're going to get right into the action. Skip over the stuff that nobody wants to hear. Well, we unfortunately, I think we missed the window <laughs> on doing a Caldheim review, and that's what's interesting. I haven't seen much of anything from the set except for 
this Valky Tybalt card. Um, yeah, we can go into like the, the highlights of the the Kaldheim cards that we thought would be uh, interesting to to mess around with until you know you have the the Valky interaction. That's not even Valky the card. That's like good. It's the fact that you know there's a weird interaction within the rules of magic that you get to exploit. Well, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with this like hot topic of the moment, which is that yeah. deck? Yeah, might as well, right? I, I just I was sort of I would say I'm kind of surprised this is as good as it is, and I, I played against it once. I and I, I, I and we'll talk. I want to talk about that a little bit later because of the deck I played, but like I didn't. It feels bad when it happens on turn one. You know what it is too. But the, any the, turn after that, it seems fine. I, I think that the reason why it's as it's a, appears to be as good as it is, is one it gets the the deck itself just gets to play because um, Tybalt the the Planeswalker side of the card lets you play with your opponent's action. You don't actually need win conditions beyond that. Yeah. So like if you exile their threat with his minus ability, you can then cast it use off of his emblem so it's like it doesn't need any other pieces in order to win a game because it can just use your opponent's cards but the other uh side of it is that it gets to play all of this protection between uh four force four misdirection and whatnot because it's a one card combo yeah it's not show and tell plus piece it's just cascade card right and the, the weird thing about it maybe is like it started out, I think people were like, oh, you can cascade to this, needless to be like a shardless deck, like you thought about shardless decks. But now it's just this 12 cascade cards with all the spirit guides, all the forces, and then a couple of locos, of course. You know what it is? It feels like it's a more, like, a, a, a more consistent, reliable oops. Right? You're yeah. trying to resolve one spell as early as possible, and then the game is should be out of reach. And the hope is that your opponent can't deal with the second one, right? Because right. yeah. you I always mean, have it, the second one. Well, that and also the fact that you're playing, uh, I mean, lists that I've seen are playing all of the forces. Yeah. Like plus four misdirection. So even if people, it's like it gets around, uh, like Tibble gets around abrupt decay because it's a seven drop on the backside, right? It's not yeah. like a flip walker that's a two drop that could get hit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if you're playing things that would normally deal with Valky, it's like specifically an only blue elemental blast because Hydro Blast can get misdirected, but so can um, Assassin's Trophy. And Assassin's Trophy doesn't need another target because you can misdirect it to a land. So the the fact that it has all of this protection on the top of the fact that it's just divination every turn um, and all of his abilities, right? So like if they play a threat, you exile the threat and then you get to have that threat. So it does something similar to uh, I see people are making comparisons to Oko in what it's in what it can do, and part of that I think is it shuts off a bunch of axes that the same way that Oko does, right? Like Oko just removes all of the axes that you get to interact with him on, and the fact that like Tybalt does it too in a way that doesn't feel like the design mistake, right? Like Oko was just clearly undercosted and an egregious in design, but but uh, Tybalt is it's supposed to be costed at seven. It just happens to come down on turn one. Zach? Yeah, here's my... Uh, I mean, I, I can't... 
here okay here's the problem with this card like it's it this is an obvious like mistake in in legacy design and i'm sure it's fine and standard or whatever like the only way they're they're letting this buy is they're like we tested standard in modern like i'm sure that's probably a problem too um but here's the thing that drives me friggin nuts is that they have made mistakes like this in the past uh look at waylay um yep and and then these things get eroded right like and with waylay it's it's very easy they're just like let's just add a line of text at the end of this card that's how it was meant to be played like uh i can explain how waylay was a problem back in the day for those of you who aren't 40. um <laughs> so waylay is a card that says uh you make you make two three two twos yeah and you have to- and you have to sacrifice them at the end at end of turn. Yeah. So the way you got around this is you play. You say at the beginning of the end of turn step or whatever. Yeah, that's so how it would, is now. Yeah. You would uh, you would cast it after like your discard step somehow, and then uh, you got to, you know, you oh, basically so that, got a ball lightning that that's came in on your turn. From what I thought, I thought it was it, it was misworded because it said at the beginning of the next end step, and so you would just go into your end phase. Cast it so you're past the end step. Yeah, like that, that is it. what it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. But when they when they when they designed the card, they hadn't had that wasn't it how the phases worked you, yet. The end step was discard and you were done. You yeah, the end step was and that's now we have a cleanup step, which is now Waylay says yeah. it goes to the end of the next cleanup step. So which, people which, people would play that deck with like crusades and stuff, and you'd get like a nine damage ball lightning that had like weird trample because there were three of them, you know, like yeah. Um, and that, and that became like to the point where where that's all people were playing was a magic card play that was being played not the way it was intended. And I feel like that's the problem here. And I feel like they won't take decisive action. And this is just going to be a problem uh, ongoing in the format for a while until they ban cascade cards or something something ridiculous. They'll ban the wrong thing. You know, uh, they won't make a rules change because they're afraid to do that now. Boy, I don't, I don't know. Like, here's here's the thing that I, I agree with you. And one of the interesting things about Waylay is that there have been cards that have been printed. Like, for example, Lion's Eye Diamond might be maybe the prime example of this, where it's <laughs> the way it works now is not the way it was intended to work after the rules change that made it work this way. But they just let it go. They have never made a change to Lion's Eye Diamond to make it work so that you can cast a spell from your hand with it, right? Or, um, yeah, no, you're right. I think the weird thing it's is not also, it's you, you can't cast a spell from your hand with it, but um, you can cast a spell you can, with like you can yeah, cast a demonic tutor and then hold know, it and put on a stack, yeah, with all yeah. that stuff, yeah. Um, holding priority or whatever it is. Maybe that I think, I, I mean, I think the, the difference between then and now, uh, when that when Lion's Eye Diamond started to see play and what's going on with Legacy now versus Legacy then is that then. Uh, you know, that was one of several decks that got played a percentage of the meta. Now it's like the meta is 33% this, this deck because it's the new hotness and people are just like, cool, I'll play this, you know? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a funny story about that later. But anyway, yeah, well, the thing is like, yeah, Waylay has never been fixed to, like they, they changed Waylay and they never changed it back. It has power level errata because you can make creature tokens in your end step and then on tap with them with plenty of cards that exist these days. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like they, they, they could have just said, 
well, three two twos is not you know the end of the world like it was in this is an Urza saga, so I guess 1997, 96, yeah. 97. So like it'd be fine. It like Waylay would not be broken if even if it was broken at this point, right? Yeah, White get, Weenie is not a, is it was is now not an archetype that's worth banning something for. You know, <laughs> right, right. I mean, decree of justice exists. Like all this, like that was that was older old border cards. So with this card, the, because they fixed it at the time, you know, it's never going back. It's never going to get the corner case back. With Valky, so we've got this Valky T-Ball card that's clearly not meant to be cast this way. But one of the things that the fact that it works right now is weird to me. Because yeah, I think that they should like they could have wrought a cascade, you know. I mean, but they the the and remember we talked about with Luris. I know I've been hammering on this point now for a year, right? Has it, wait, has it, it, it's was been it a year? Was he banned the long that long ago? Was that this year that Luris came out? Well, he came out in a choreo, right? So how long ago was a choreo? I mean, if it was a, I, I would believe if it was a year, it just doesn't feel like it's been that long. Maybe it's because we bring up Luris all the time because we're like. Why did you, you you banned him? Then yeah, or added it's February it of twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, I, I guess right. Yeah. Luris has been banned. Jesus Christ! Have really that many sets come out? Oh my God! Yeah, copyright twenty twenty. So it came out last year. Because what's the what set just came out? Caldine, right? Anyway, and it's okay, the set that just yeah. came out. Yes. Sorry, oh my yeah. God! <laughs> this has been a year, but and I feel like it just happened. Not granted the pandemic, but anyway. So what is time? What is time? Uh, Luris, when we were talking about why you couldn't cast engineered explosives for three from the graveyard with it or so, or, or whatever, yeah. like um, the way the casting rules work, somehow this is never checked <laughs> because by the time you choose the, because like there's a break in what makes the card eligible. That's yeah. my point is that you should be able to cast. So, uh, Stone Coil Serpent for four from the graveyard with Luris. If you can cast, if you can cast T Ball off Cascading into Valky, I know they're not really related, but it's sort of like what rule? What rule precludes all that? Where so does so oh, it checks at this point? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like oh, they remember like how many checks there was? Like oh, you got to remember that the checks at this point for see if the spell sells. Well, like, that's not happening at this point in the Cascade thing. They have to just make it. They have to change the rule. So if they, the, the, yeah, I agree that obviously the the casting thing with Luris is is absolutely ridiculous, and even the most enfranchised player is not going to get that until it's pointed out to them by a judge. the The thing that we're missing with the the cascade, it's not just Cascade's fault. It's a combination of Cascade and modal double face cards. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. No, no, I, I know. Broadening double face cards would be the correct thing to do. So, so it's that if like Cascade, uh, because it's exiled, and then you can cast that card without paying its mana cost. In that also is that because it's a modal double face card, you get to choose which side that you get to cast. So it's not like yes, obviously Cascade has a bunch of weird rules interactions that have been exploited before. That's not a secret, but. It's it's specifically also the fact that modal double face cards let you cast either side. Whenever, even though the front side is the the side that's checked for, like the fact that like yeah. modal double face cards, the, that's like, what I'm saying. The, though the, the, the way right. That they, so right, right. I'm saying that in, everybody's saying you need to errata cascade, and I think that an easier fix for them would be instead of errating uh, a cascade to, to to redo all of the rules text for everything that would correspond with any of that, you could just say 
modal double face card CMC is equal to what's both on sides. the front. Well, no, there's a lot, like, there's, well, here's the, the yeah, you're right. Sorry, there's the a lot of that, like, they could cards. Make. I don't care if they, I don't care if they erotic cascade or little double face cards. I just think they need to errata it because because it it's like I rather I'd rather be able to cascade into boom bust or whatever and this than only this. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, what was really, the errata we're gonna make? Because boom bust is a two. Oh, and a oh, oh, right. Yeah, they, they errated it. So it's it, because it's a, it's a it's because a, it's a split card. Now it's both things, right? Yeah, yeah. So so it's like the concept of a split card and the concept of a mold double face card are so close. Like they really are. Yeah, like, it's the not, same thing, except it's, it's one. It's both same. sides of a card as opposed to both on one side. Right, and like, um, you can't cascade into insectile aberration because you can't cast insectile aberration. But it's got a converted mana cost because they had to fix that for whatever reason. Like I know that's the thing that's Which like, like that why are you doing making this? this that they can make this change if they can make that change. Well, they also they made they made that change too for uh, Packrat considerations, right? Because Packrat the tokens would come down as copies, and the copies originally were CMC zero, and then they they corrected that rule so that the copies were CMC of whatever they were copying. Two. So they became all the all of the the CMCs were two. I don't know, man. I don't know why they did that. I I don't remember why they did that. I don't remember because why they do any of this stuff. They did. They it wasn't did it a token. In, uh... It was a copy. Yeah, they did it in like late though. They didn't do it after Packrat. They did it well after that. I don't know why. Yeah, they're, they're, you're, but you might be referencing two different, totally different rules changes. Because yes, Packrat tokens have a CMC two, but why does Insectile Aberration have a CMC one, which just made it harder to kill with like engineered explosives and stuff? I mean, again, like not. The point is like why this interaction, given all the 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 care they've taken to. Make it so that you can't cast, you know, the right side. Like you can't cascade into an adventure, or a, or a double, or a, or a split card, or or you can't cascade into the back of a, you know, whatever. You can't use use Kari Zev's expertise or whatever it is. Why is this even allowed? Why was it allowed in the first place? I, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I understand. I feel like it's just somebody like turning a knob and being like, "Let's see if this fucks." Let's everything see it. Up. And, and I, when I say like, I'd rather be able to just do everything. It's like, well. If you're gonna let this happen, then what's the difference? Just let us do whatever. Why we... have casting costs? I'm just <laughs> well, I am like, why I have know, casting costs? Give, me, give me back, give me back cool split card stuff to do. That's what I'm saying, right? right. Give yeah. me back cool split. Let me cascade into uh, beck and call, but make the four birds. You know, just I, let I, me do I would it. love to be able to reveal my wear tear to my counterbalance as a one or a two rather than only a three. Which is, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, all, that's the thing. It's like, yes, yeah, so all these things are all these things are counterintuitive. So, again, my point about the, going back to my Luris point was just that, like, yeah, like, I guess that's right. But, like, it's so esoteric that, like, it makes it almost is, is counter. It's, it's like so far counterintuitive that it makes no sense. And then you've got this thing where it's like, this is now the only thing you can do with Cascade. This is the only thing that isn't cascading into. Yeah, now, yeah, that's the end of that's. It's literally destroying the mechanic because it it makes it so. Like, why would you play shardless bug, right? Like, why would you try and hit an ancestral visions when you can hit a seven drop instead? Right, like the only thing that's that, oh, that ancestrals you when immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but that's the thing, right? Right, like so. Um, why like hypergenesis is in legacy and living end is in modern obviously and those are but they, they require they ask more of you they ask you to have more stuff even this is better than those 
decks, which were pretty good and fun and interesting to an extent. At least there was a there was a consideration. Like I'm gonna play a Cascade deck, or I'm gonna use the, I'm gonna exploit Cascade this way. I'm gonna you know or this I'm, I'm trying to do this. And this is what my deck's gotta look like. But this is just like, oh, I'm just gonna violent outburst and I'm gonna get this Planeswalker. Why would I do anything else? I mean, well, uh, this is all going to boil down to. Uh, you know, planeswalkers just continuously being the issue, and then you yes. know, eventually we'll just get we'll we'll sift that all the way down to we need to get rid of fetch lands, and then you know we'll have figured out the actual systemic problems. No, because a lot of <laughs> yeah. things. If, yeah. if, if the flip side of Valky was Bolas's Citadel or something, like I'm not not exactly Bolas's no, yeah, Citadel, yeah, but that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. effect. That would still be pretty good if it was Blightsteel Colossus no, or totally, whatever. Totally. It could have been anything. It's just <laughs> always the it's always it's these always the days, since since War of the Spark, it's always the Planeswalkers, and then you have like your outliers like Dreadhorde and Uro, which are I, like maybe they're fine in a world where they're both not backed by unstoppable Planeswalkers. Planeswalkers, right? Exactly. Right, <laughs> right. and and so, like that's what I think. Like the Valky, like Tibble is fine. It's seven mana. Like yeah, you shouldn't be able to like the fact that you can cascade into this seven. Particular- the fact that it's a card that is playable in Legacy, right? Like that, and it's not Nick fit. There's lots of seven mana cards that would suck to get dropped on you turn one. That's what yeah, I'm saying, but, right? But, like you can't, so, how many of them you can you put into play? Well, the, just this one. Just this tons, one. <laughs> tons of legacy is just cheating in expensive things. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Free is always busted and all that stuff, right? And sure. I just, I, 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 just, I, I really do think that the difference though is that this one is it, 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 being able to cascade into. Uh, like if we uh, assume the position that a turn one or turn two resolved um, Tybalt is just always going to be lights out, which for the most part it is, right? Yep. That the difference between, it's not like it's the first one card combo, but it's the it's the first one card combo that all it takes is resolving the spell and the game ends. So like yeah. Doomsday is a one card combo. But there's so much else that goes into res- making Doomsday happen, right? Yep. Along with the follow-up win condition, show and tell is 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 a is two cards, right? Or two plus cards. But show and tell by itself, even though it wins the game, needs that additional piece. So you actually have to assemble a combination. This deck is a combo deck, but it's not actually a combo deck. It's a one card deck. You don't actually have to assemble any combination other than three mana plus spell. I'm just looking at every other Planeswalker that's converted mana cost seven or more. And pretty much any of them, would, would, except for the ones that are like part of the um, the like uh, shitty Planeswalker decks, pretty much any of them would win if it was if it came into play on turn one. You Dude, know? It was, it was, it was, it was um, uh, Tom Ross back when he was crushing the SCG circuit with Infect uh, was quoted in, a, in an SCG article where he said the format is pretty soft to a resolved Ugin. And I thought, indeed, it is. It sure is. Yeah, dude. Sure, quite soft to resolve Dugans. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's a great point. Like, yeah, if you got a Nugan into play. Oh, I mean, I'll just get Nugan into play. That that's that takes care of Snoko. That takes care of all these decks. <laughs> Turn, turns out resolving, yeah, resolving the eight mana spell is pretty good. Resolving an eight mana planeswalker. The only thing it doesn't it doesn't stop is Eldrazi. Remember when that was the the biggest topic in in Legacy? It was like the Eldrazi deck was a problem. You want to know what you? you but it's like, like the, it's almost the same. It's close to the same discussion, which is not just that. Yes, it's like obnoxious, but it's also like now it's the only thing to do. 
Also, what's even to do. what's better about this too is that uh, you bring up Eldrazi. Is that uh, Tybalt can't cast Eldrazi because it requires colorless mana, colorless. and his it's emblem says you may use it of yeah. any color. There you go. That's a. Tip. So if you flip over, you flip you over thought not here. You, bet, you best way. you best thought stop seer because you can't cast that card. You can't if you have a, if you have a wasteland. Yeah, you got to have your own colorless source. Imagine yeah. playing like the a grand coliseum just in case your opponent hits the. It's cool I that mean, City of Brass gets played. Like, that's yeah, sweet. You, th- who who really cares what the mana base of the Tybalt tech is, right? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's funny. It's almost it's almost funny. The only reason to play City of Brass is because they don't want to play Demonic Dread, right? Because that requires a target, and you can't play it. So you have to play Ardent Plea. Which which is one white blue, and then Charlotte's agent one green blue, and then Violent Outburst, Outburst which is one green red, and yeah. there's no spirit guide for Ardent Please. So you gotta play you gotta play uh, all Rainbow Lands, which is fine. I, I it's cool to see some of that stuff in uh, be played. It just kind of sucks that the end game's just like uh okay like here's a here's like a kind of here's like a pretty average seven mana Planeswalker. It's not the best seven mana Planeswalker. It's not. I'm it, looking at all of them right now. I think I think Karn Liberated is better. Yeah, it's like Karn Liberated, obviously, I think it's better because it can hit lands. And when you're cheating something into play, like being able to go after people's uh, actual uh, mana resources is important. I think that Tybalt, people don't really, I feel like, grasp, even if they've played and lost to it, how all of the abilities seem innocuous, but how they all draw cards with the emblem because they all exile stuff. And the emblem says that you can play cards exiled with Tybalt. So if you exile something with his minus, you can cast that card. Right. You know? I, I so you, that. Yeah. So it's like every single one of his abilities draws cards. Right. Yeah, the so best, one the best the best. draws a card. You know, all, all, all of them are resource generating abilities. The best defense against that is playing a terrible deck so that they don't want to cast your cards. For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, at the end of the day, Oko yeah. was our Oko already put everybody put you on that path. You either had to play cards that were um busted and recursive. Yeah. Way way under like can go way under it, right? See something like Dreadhorde or Delver. Or you just have to have a bunch of cards that it's like it's an upgrade if you elk it. <laughs> you just have to play like a deck full of like sleeper agents and um like phage. Yeah, right, yeah. Get a phage into play. Switch no, no your opponent gets phage, but he can't play it because it'll he'll make him lose the game. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, with Tybalt. I think about with Oko. I was thinking they think it's somehow accidentally slip it and you blink it, but never mind. Um, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I, all these things are problems, and I don't but I don't really feel like Tybalt Cosmic Imposter is the worst of these effects. Like they could, it's weird that I'm saying like they could have printed something even more obnoxious to have in play. I mean, it's, it's I beat, not, I beat even, a result, it's not even the card. It's not even the card that's the issue, right? It's 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 a mechanical rules yeah. error that's the issue. So it's like, all right, well, like I actually think like the Tybalt um, Valky design is super cool, and it's like if you're gonna do double face cards, then you get to tell these cool stories, like this dude who comes in as a god and actually is is impo- is is an imposter. A- aside from the fact that it's it's characterized exactly the same as Oko. Like, you put yeah, Oko's art right next to, t- to Tybalt's art, they might as well be the same character. It's so but, stupid. Well, Unbelievable. What is the difference between the Cosmic Imposter and the whatever? I mean, they both I, feel I, I want to also, also I mean, this is my Ancient Aliens situation talking here. Like, here we go. It's Ancient Aliens. Um, both uh, Oko, who is uh, uh, 
a proxy for I believe Puck from uh yeah from like Shakespeare yeah and and uh Valky who's obviously Loki are both trickster gods uh as well yeah how how great would it be the, the if same in the, character if in the if in the lore they just reveal that Oko has been Tybalt this whole time <laughs> got you at least I I would feel vindicated if that was the case <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's 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 a really cool it's a really cool comparative mythology thing to see that like they just yeah he came in he was like I'm gonna steal all your crowns maybe maybe, maybe put like you know two years between the like the Saxon set and the like Viking set I mean they were just basically at war the Vikings should be by the way slaughtering the Aldrinians but right now like they should just be over there just absolutely just like destroying them who's excited for the D and D set though I am fucking hype. Here's here's right my here. theory. The next one? Here's my theory, boys. Oh, I, I got a theory. So. They killed off Dak Faden in War of the Spark because they were like, we have designed way too many thief planeswalkers. Trickster thieves. We got Oko. We got <laughs> Tibble. We got Dak. We 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 are we are overlapping here. We need does to, Ralph Zarek count? We need to cut one out. <laughs> what does Ralph Zarek do? Electricity what, in, in thing. He's not no. Like, Ralph's not a thief. <laughs> um. Ral's not a thief, but Dak Faden is the greatest Trishan. thief in the multiverse, and then Oko's the thief of crowns, who like is stealing all the is, is the whole Eldraine story. And now you have Tybalt, who's like I'm stealing all your shit, stealing all your shit. Again, Everybody, was, everybody's a thief. <laughs> that's almost that's more offensive than anything. It's like this is just like this is just like this could have been Oko. It could have been an Oko has been the big reveal. Yeah, yeah. Oko, Oko stole, he's if they he had stole made, the crown and then he showed up on Kaldheim. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if it was Oko? Just how horrible that would feel. Like with Tybalt, it's funny. That's the thing. Like it's still kind of funny because it's Tibble, but it actually sucks. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I'm not like I don't think this would be broken. I don't think this would be irritating if there were some like like slightly little things different about it. You like if you could only cascade into it with like one card, but since it's three cards, it's like you know pointless to even exist. You know, I think that there there we we are getting to the point where it would be totally reasonable if they printed a uh wasteland that wastes planeswalkers <laughs> tap it for colorless sack plane sack waste your planeswalker land destroy target planeswalker no even like like maze of it where it doesn't even produce mana <laughs> like I, it, it it'd be... still be probably playable oh yeah just tap it and it it turns it, it, it's it, all uh, it does unless you have a herborn in play. yeah yeah isn't there a um Someone was mentioning there's a bunch of like uh, teasers in the double fa- or in the fake playtest cards that they put out that has like started to trickle out. Like Phyrexian was a creature type there first. Like there was like you can only have if it was like just like restricted by the game rules. Like you could only have one Planeswalker strip strip mine in your deck. Like that would be pretty cool. They don't they wouldn't do that because then every deck would play it. But hey, I mean if if there was a Planeswalker wasteland, I would finally be playing a, a wasteland variant in my control decks just to deal with Teferi three. So yeah, I know. God, but that's like that's one of the funny things. It's like what you're saying. The reason it's so funny is that um, it actually is like the kind of solution that is needed at this point because there's no other really good way to go after planeswalkers that they've come up with. If they printed, if they printed planeswalker wasteland, I I, like I would I would have I would obviously be hyped, but I would not be I would not be shocked that they did it at all because a, a one mana spell that just says. Destroy target planeswalker. This spell can't be countered. I don't think is good enough. Yeah, because yeah, you're still it's too narrow. Card. It's too that's narrow. The, 
this is the exact reason, Phil, why I said printing things that stop Death Right Shaman is not good enough. Well, putting well, like Death, Death, Death Right Shaman just slamming a pithing needle for Death Right Shaman is not good enough. And you guys no, are of course like, not. no, Death Right Shaman doesn't. Death Right Shaman. Death Right Shaman didn't net you. A, a card and also make it so that the rest of the game, uh, the ways that you wanted to interact with your opponent were no longer available. But you're just you. wasting card slots on cards that you draw later on that are still worthless. Bolt. Bolt. Bolt that. Bolt is good, but like, Bolt. what if your deck doesn't need bolts? Swords it. Like, what if you are a reanimate re deck? Remove it. It's a one-two. <laughs> you're a reanimate deck. You just... You just don't let it untap. That's how they. You know what Bolt? You know what Bolt doesn't kill? I agree. Any planeswalkers because their loyalty are too high. <laughs> yeah, their loyalty is way too high. Oh, what? I say so. Actually, okay. I want to talk a little bit about the deck. So I saw this Cascade thing was going nuts, and I decided to try Dranath Magistrate in a deck. Yeah, you crushing with it, right? No, I'm actually. Well, <laughs> okay. no. Uh, yes and no. Like I did. I, I did. I didn't do well. I'll, I want to explain what happened with it because, like. I, I have been when they spoiled Tybalt's trickery in Call Time. I was like, "This is hilarious with Dranith Magistrate." Because explain just, what Dranith Magistrate is. Dranith Magistrate says that your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. Ah, uh, yes, an asymmetrical card. It's an asymmetrical card, <laughs> and then Tybalt's trickery is a counter spell that that some lets them cast the next thing that they hit off like a fake cascade, but. If they can't cast things from anywhere in their hands, it's just a straight up counter spell in red white, which I which is just very funny to me. That that just is funny on its face, because you have, like and and so I, and then when with all this cascade stuff came, I was like, aha, this is my Dranith, This is my like critical mass of decks that are affected by Dranith Magistrate to try playing it in a deck which I never have done before. Um, but when you think about it, there's a lot of stuff, right? There's Dreadhorde Arcanist, there's Uro. Those are those are not being played in your hand. You know, you know what you're making me think of with Dreneth Magistrate. So it's a, it's one in a white for a one three, right? It's a yeah. one three. The now, big problem is that it's a one three, by the way. He, here, here's here's a, I am so like I I know that they gave themselves room to navigate future cards, but Staunch Shieldmate, which was in what core twenty twenty one? Core twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one. It's it's a one three for white. Yeah. Now, if you tacked on Dreneth Magistrate's ability. To staunch shield mate, do you think that that would need to cost an additional mana? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, like staunch... the idea that you have to pay you have to pay two mana to stop your opponent from doing something that would auto end the game is still so dopey. It's like <laughs> just put the one three with text that's only specific against matchups that would be egregious at one. Yeah, right. If if, if I were you, Phil, I would have. Oh, I it would be. Oh, actually, shield bear. I'll tell you why they didn't do it because they printed Tibalt's trickery. And then they you didn't think about that. They, they, they didn't think about that. Like, okay, so yeah, turns. you play your you play your one three, so you can hold up hard counter spell. Like yeah, you're attacking. You used to counter everything they do. With their, with their, with their what do you mean? Trickery. It's a, you get the table trickery is a one shot. It's a counter spell. Oh yeah, but you it's not like you were, It's not like it's not like it has a buyback. It'd be sweet if it had buyback. Could you? Imagine? Yeah, of course. Everything would be sweet if it had um, buyback. It's buyback's <laughs> kicker. If a buyback was like mill the top card of your deck. Oh. Um. That would be so bad. I'm so too good. Anyway, so I, but I couldn't figure out, I was like, I'm going to actually be smart about this. I'm just going to find the deck that fits Dranith Magistrate the easiest, which is Death and Taxes, and then make a few changes. So I got a Death and Taxes deck, took out all the Thalias and put in all the Dranith Magistrates, took out um, a couple other things, put in, I put in my two Tybalt's Trickeries, and I did get people with like the Dranith Magistrate and play Tybalt's Trickery, targeting your thing. 
And it, it happened the same way a couple times. I only had two of them. I had four magistrates and two of the trickeries. But I did like like some I was playing against Burn and I was like, I'm oh, fucking dead. Like they, I was at like seven and I had like nothing going, so the Dranath Magistrate didn't play. <laughs> and uh and he kept playing lands. My opponent kept playing lands, and then um my opponent kept playing lands and then tapped six lands and cast a fire blast, which I Tibble's trickeried with a Dranath Magistrate in play. And they're like, what's going on? Is this bugged? And I said, no, I have a Dranath Magistrate in play. And they said, oh, okay. Then the next turn, he um, Rift Bolted. He had to hard cast a Rift Bolt ah, with a card in his hand. Because yeah. it was like he could He knew that much. He knew that yeah. They knew that much. I shouldn't say Played that. around it. They played, played around. around. They, they knew that they couldn't suspend the Rift Bolt. Um, so I was like, ha look how great this is. Uh, so I won. I did, I did win that. But I did. And then like, but I hadn't played it. I didn't play. I played, I think, six matches with it. Practice room and in the league. And I played against. I got a Dranith Magistrate in my opening hand in almost every single game I played, except all three of the games I played against the Cascade deck. <laughs> I didn't get one Wolf. into play against the Cascade deck. I did get an Ether Sworn Canonist into play, which slowed them down enough in the first game that when they, by the time they assembled everything, I just had like a House of Horrors and actually was able to like win that game. And then the next two games, they just turn one Cascaded me before I could get my Magistrate into play. But like um, I played against Burn, I played the Death and Taxes Mirror, which I won because my opponent um, I put a Skyclave Apparition into play, targeted their GTA, and then with the Skyclave Apparition trigger on the stack, they used the GTA to kill the Apparition, which meant that it just went exiled. They didn't get any token. When they realized that happened, they scooped. Um, you did. We, you did, you're you're just on the path to playing like Weathered Wayfarer Hate Bears. Just either sworn canonists and Dranith magistrates. Well, either sworn canonists. Either sworn canonists is probably the second best card with Tibalt's trickery. But oh, either sworn canonists value stock has gone way up with uh, because it's also good against like Gak. Well, the thing about it though that sucks is that Charlotte's agent is a uh, is an artifact. Like that. Oh, wow, sucks. they played around it. Yeah, I know. Fucking god. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, but, but like, yeah, okay, whatever. But like, you know, yeah. I mean, like these cards are all pretty. Like, they're a bunch. Death and Taxes is like a bunch of useful cards, and if you draw them in the right order, you win. If you don't draw them in the right order, you lose. <laughs> so, like I said, so like I had, a, I had a turn. I had an opening hand Dranith Magistrate in every one of the games except every game I played against the Cascade deck. I, I, well, one thing that I, I, uh, that I, every time we bring up um, Death and Taxes or we talk about uh, Skyclave Apparition, it reminds me of how bad design, how bad of a design Skyclave Apparition is. But we'll never, we'll, it's, 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 it's totally fine in the world of like, you know, Valky Cascades and Okos. Yeah, exactly. But, but if, if, if like those egregious problems weren't there, the worst problem in design should be something like Skyclave Apparition, which are just point shoot cards that are boring and, and have, are uninteresting. Well, you know what Skyclave Apparition doesn't kill? Uh, Tibalt, the Tibble, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't kill Seven him. drops, bro. But, Seven drops. But Flicker Wisp kills Tibalt or turns it into Valky, which again is another reason why it's so counterintuitive that the Cascade works. It cascades back to the front side, but why? Why? Or I'm sorry, it flickers back to the front side, but why? It doesn't make any sense. Ah, so stupid. The whole thing's so stupid. That's modal double face cards for you. Why did we need them? Well, modal I shouldn't double face say cards? that. I shouldn't just say that. Why, I, the land one was fine. The land idea where one side's a land and one side's a spell makes sense to me. That's I know why we needed that. Why did we need these other ones? What what what's problem is this solving? Well, how else would we know that Valky is actually Tybalt in disguise? 
There would be they no way for us to the know. upside downs, like uh, old school, like flip cards that were just like the upside down version. I'll tell you what the problem was. They they got rid of blocks. They would have told that story over three cards in a block, mm-hmm. and they now they can't. I, I, I oh God, Jesus! It's, it's just like the modal double face cards. Just it, it. I never. I never thought twice about it. Really, I never thought twice about the ones that were can, that were real cards on both sides and not just the land on both sides until this happened. We're in cons of Tarkir, and rather than going back in time and recreating the world, it's one block, and on one side you have Tassiger, and on the other side <laughs> you have the the dragon. The, you have uh, what's the name of the Salumgar? Salumgar, yeah. So one side is six mana Salumgar, and one side is Delve Tassiger, and you can you can have both in your deck at the same time because it's a yeah. double fa- it's a modal double face card. I'm just looking at the other model. I guess it doesn't really come up. I guess the one with um, the the Burgi is pretty good in vintage. The Burgi is uh, great. Yeah, Burgi is great. Except like Burgi is one of those designs where if you're trying to build, if you if you're trying to design the um, like the boast matters card, like through design they had to have known as as they're going through it. They're like the boast ability is flavor text, right? We all we all can agree on that. Well, if you cast Arnie Broken Bow with Burgie into play, you get the free mana to make him a four-three. I'm just saying that, like nobody in, in in if the future future league was was testing these cards and we're like, guys, Burgie is so good with my boast deck. I just boast so much with Burgie. I'm so happy we've designed it this way. It's definitely the draw to the card. I'm definitely it's wondering. not the obviously busted broken ability about it. <laughs> well, that, that might not be broken in standard. No, no, no. It's like totally fine. It's just like if you're designing the boast matter, that's like b- printing the, the scavenge matters, dude, the three mana scavenge matters, dude. But then also saying every time you cast a creature, draw a card and being like, yeah, the scavenge <laughs> ability is so great. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying. You're, you're totally right. It's just funny because I'm like, they probably maybe the boast thing was more important in whatever. I've, I haven't seen any of these cards in standard yet or looked at standard at all. But I I don't know. Um but yeah, the modal double face cards just like kind of don't seem like they need to exist. Like, it's like um, it's cool space. They just need to fix the rules surrounding it. That's all. I don't think it's that cool though. Oh, you can't cast in. You can't cascade into the throne of death. But and you know, and then cast Egon, God of Death, because Egon's the front and Throne of Death is the back, which is a one. Yeah. Which is stupid. A drop on front. Yeah, you only but recognize the front. It's like adventures. Only, adventures. They could just it that way. You only recognize the front until it's time to cast the back. They could just fix it that way and be like, actually, we just fucked up the the up and down. It's the other way around on Tybalt. No, because then Thanks. you could flicker. Because then you could flicker uh, Valky into Tybalt. Like I just said. But that's because fine. Because I would go to the front page. That's just fine. It's the same thing. No, it's the same no, thing. No, it's not. It's, it's not exactly the same thing. The same. No, that's 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 different, Nate, because that's a two-card combo. You need both the Valky yeah. and oh, the Flicker right. Whisper. Like you could stifle that too. You can stifle the Cascade. Gotcha. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Got you. you can counter. You can Got counter you, the, Zach. the Valky. You, Zach, or you can you counter cast more stifle. You've cast way more stifles than any of us. Come on now. I know this. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, but like stifling a cast. Well, I would say the stifling stifling Cascade on any card except for. Uh, uh, Charlotte's agent is sweet. Like, can you imagine they like, oh, I file an outburst, 
cool creatures you control get plus one plus so i'm gonna stifle yeah. that then he swings in with his two creatures and you take six damage yeah because well, right. he's stifle already cast to uh two charles agents stifle good against cascades stifle good against uh Thassa's oracle just get your stifles now I'm I'm big on like and now I want to play but I guess the the, the thing is like I kind of do want to play four Tival Trickery in a deck with just like four Dranith Magistrate four of this Archon that uh, makes it ah so uh, yes that, asymmetrical and symmetrical effects on the same card right uh, actually I saw what about, uh, when I was looking at it uh, you could play uh, what's her name too uh, you could play Lavinia. Lavinia but if you're playing blue you don't need Tival Trickery see that's the problem. No, I mean, why not? Why not play that too? Just for like, it's all about rubbins. Like, that's that's the only reason why. Like, you could just play a good deck, but you're doing this for rubbins. Lavinia's just good anyway. Against yeah. again, if Lavinia's just good on its own, uh, actually, this would be a good sign for the Lavinia spell caller deck. Lavinia is is super. Uh, well, fun is not the word I would use, but it's it's a very it's a deck in EDH and CEDH. You play Lavinia in Knowledge Pool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If also anybody like I don't know if we can figure out what episode number was the episode where we talked about Lavinia, but I remember Nate going to town on the on the wording and formatting of that card it and was how and how all over the place Lavinia was. Yeah. Is. We didn't and we didn't know. We did not know that that was going to be the rest of the the thing. Oh, did you see this thing where like uh Daniel Gochel posted that Valky has 1000 oh, yeah. words of rulings. Yeah. It's, and awesome. it's just like and I was thinking like yeah, it would be way too confusing to new players if you reference the stack. I love yeah. it. I I adore it. I, I mean I, for, for for this worth like I think that the like Valky cascade interaction I I I'm happy that things like that are around. I think doing the fun broken stuff is it it makes things exciting and those those types of things are fun to brew but also if something like it is just like super egregious against what they were going for like if it's obviously not what was intended and is way too easy i think you can just fix it and it's not a big deal it's one of those things where the same way with all of the the ban list discussions if you don't test for the older formats which it's very very obvious when you print something like tibble's trickery that people are going to be like well we got to figure out how to put emmer cool into play with it right like it's it's not it's <laughs> not a it's not a leap to be like instead of this cheap spell how about you put in any spell that like players are immediately going to go okay well what's the most uh, ridiculous thing i can put into play with it so it, it, in my mind especially considering that the future future league is made up of former tournament players that they wouldn't immediately go to the space if they were thinking about modern legacy vintage but since they're not, and you're, you're not going to dedicate the resources to do so, that's fine. But then you have to be super aggressive with bandless curation, both on and off, and erratating certain things like this once it becomes an issue. Unless you are specific, like not doing so, not curating the bandless aggressively, or not fixing this type of thing the same way that they aggressively fixed um, companion, just means that for your th this is what you intended and are happy that this is what the formats look like like you you're, you're making you, jokes about it you become complicit in that this is what it is and if you're it's also one of those things where there is to an extent when something just isn't interesting like a one card combo yeah and players don't like it then i think you can adapt your game to adapt to the majority of your player base now for other combos, like if you actually have to do something, like Doomsday actually becoming a play playable deck because that's Oracle came around, 
it, and moving it up from like a fringe combo deck to actually competitive. Mm -hmm. That's cool because of all of the dedication and build and uh, scenarios in how that deck plays out differently every time for the most part, except for like the casual, like, you know, normal busted starts the same way that there would be with like ABC storms, you know, but with something that's just one card plus mana, all right, you can take some action. It's okay to take action. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they will eventually. I just think it's funny that they haven't yet. But I think, but again, like I'm, I, and I, like I'm sort of with you in a way that it's like it's kind, like I said, it's kind of funny to see City of Brass back and everything, right? Because it had been wiped out by Mana Confluence, and you never saw it anymore. But now they needed more Rainbow Lands, and here comes City of Brass again. Oh, speaking, but, speaking, but speaking the speaking fact of. that you can't do anything else with this mechanic, it sucks. <laughs> You just can't do anything else. This is the only thing to do. And they've made it that way. They have expressly made it that way. Like people were like, hey, I can do this with Cascade. And they're like, whoa, no, we're going to change all the rules for that. I could do this with the, this. Oh, no, no, we can't. We're not going to let you do that anymore. The fact that this is even possible is bizarre. I think <laughs> but, they, they, they also, yeah. I think one thing when you just said that they were making jokes about it, it also alludes to that there is just a communication issue, which beyond like the fact that we we are hearing all these talks about like these cards need to go, they need to fix this problem the same way that it was with like the, the backlash for companion and then they responded or whatever. All like, they just need to say player base, we have heard the complaints about the rulings we are taking it under consideration. Expect to hear from us at this date, where we will make a decision one way or the other. Like just an announcement like, of an announcement. You, just it's not an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> it's an announcement to say we acknowledge and understand where your heads are at. We yeah. understand what you guys are asking of us to consider, and we will consider it. Rather than making jokes about like memes about how people are upset about a one card combo existing in the eternal formats now. You well, know? the meme is that like you should have made fun of Tibalt. Now look at him. Now it's like the Tibalt in War of the Spark was a pretty cool card. Like also, I like, played Ga it. Gavin Gavin shared on his Twitter what two days ago yesterday that when he was given the the original Tibalt, like the design, what would you do with this design? He like explicitly said, "I would go back to the drawing board. I would not release this card." Like the, the, them making a memes like you shouldn't made fun of the original Tibalt. It's like. You have a designer in there right now who said explicitly when they were designing the card in the first place to not release it as is because it's the bad. Two, the two mana Tibble. The two mana Tibble. Yeah. So like making the meme of like, oh, you players shouldn't have done that. It's like the, the, the designers did. We didn't do anything. The I designers know. did. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just more contempt, just more like open contempt for the players, which I do not understand from them. Um, any? Do we want to talk about anything else from Call Time? Was there anything that you were interested in? I was really excited um, about them not printing any re reasonable snow hate. <laughs> yeah, right. God, I Actually, know. I uh, luckily, really they, luckily, they didn't make snow worse. I Dude, thought the, I was, snow, the one snow yeah. card seemed like it could be kind of a pain in the ass. I was, um, I thought Frost Augur was going to be the best card in the set. <laughs> and oh boy, I was, I was so wrong because of the Cascade inter interaction. But Frost. I thought Frost, I, I was like, I was like, the only card that seems like it's reasonable to me in Legacy would be Frost Augur. <laughs> I um I was thinking about uh, what would be fun to foretell with the foretell guy, and the best thing I could come up with was either see the truth or um, breakthrough. Mm -hmm. But like that, I couldn't figure out where to go from there. Um, and now now it's not worth. The thing is, right now it's not worth trying because there's not really a lot. You, you're not gonna. It's not. It's not a. It's not time to brew 
in Legacy right now. Like, you know what the best decks are and you're not beating them with a brew unless your brew is stupid and has eight times like Cascade Hate, like the one I was trying. You, you, yeah, which did, that, which that, still didn't work, by the way. I'm not saying it was great. I'm just saying that it's like, I would, you know, I would make a joke deck targeting those, but I wouldn't actually try to brew until they decide at some point whether they're going to one errata Valky or errata you know the or change the rules and two ban fucking Oko which is still hanging out there as an yeah. unbelievable problem when 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 they actually get around to doing all these things when they get enough pizza like the fact is that they're working remote so they can't get pizza sent to them or have their parking spots taken up by signs so it's the 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 ban talks are just way less effective. But uh, when they do, you know, what we're going to end up going, you know, after they go through all this and then we have to like the, we, 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 everything becomes a mid range Euro fest. But if we go one step back, then we're just right back in TNN world. And so everybody, it's just playing engineer versus TNN. Well, we'll see how that happens. There's been a lot of stuff that just, is just not, it's just a non-starter because I think that you might be right, but yeah. Like God, how many, God like, that I would we, long for the days of being able to play against CNN. I'm not. Like, I'm not so sure it's good. You, you, if in, if you wanted to have a card be like in it, just like absurd, just like the worst, just awful, awful design, but not have it actually be good enough because it's it's too narrow in its application is Allosaurus Shepherd. Yeah. Oh my God! Like whoever sent that to the design file and then it made it through. Guys, stop printing cards that say your opponent can't play with you. Just stop it. Just stop printing the cards that say you're play you don't get to play anymore. God, is that card still like nine thousand dollars? Because yeah. there's no jumps are yeah. $89? They just Holy gotta shit. stop, stop, stop the cards that say you get to do stuff, but your opponent doesn't. Reward <sighs> your players for doing things as opposed to punishing them for, for trying to do anything. Um did we talk about how bad it is that there's this divine gambit and uh, the blue removal? In... Divine gambit. So, oh, oh, a... the white white. Yeah, the white white thing. Just like let yeah, your opponent show play, though. Yeah. I'm not saying I know, but the, the thing is, like, you could have. What bothered me was that you could have flipped it, flipped it completely with, um, with. Uh, I'm trying to find the card I'm looking for. Raven form, which is the blue card. Yeah, you could have just flipped the 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 texts. Like the text boxes, and it would have both. They would have still been in color, because I'm pretty sure that yeah. you can Raven Fort would be in color for white, and and obviously this thing that's a show and tell would be in color for blue. Except you wouldn't have given blue like just straight. I still like that exactly. I still think that card. Oh wow! Cool. You could have named it Show and Foretold. Yeah, right. <laughs> show and foretell. Yeah. Show and foretell. Oh, it's yeah. too easy. That would have been so good. Like I still think, like I, I still, I'm still pretty sure Raven Form is a good card. I just, I, you can't play it now. You can't Sorcer play it now. Sorcery is kind it's of three bad. Also, the the um, exile clause on an artifact. It's like you have Oko. You don't need it. Right. I mean, you don't need it right now. It doesn't hit Oko. Is important. It does hit Uro. It is. It, there oh. is no way yeah. at this. There is no way at three converted mana cost in black, in like mono black, like two in a black. I should say, like a splashable card. To, to exile an Uro from the from the battlefield, which is kind of messed up that blue gets it. You get cling. Yeah, but that's not from the battlefield. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can't get it back in the graveyard because it's a six-six and they draw a card every turn and just they can't get it back in the graveyard to exile it. Um I don't know. I, I really hate that. Um but I, I like some of the stuff in here. I really wish that well, I'm not even gonna mention it. 
because I was gonna say like I really wish this card wasn't was the was the thing that was mistranslated and not the actual real translation of it which is really stupid which I wish that this card was the card that that it is in. oh Tigrid yeah yeah oh, that would have been sick. so exciting that would have been so sick so for, the, for, for, for those of you who don't know the the original translation that we saw when it was first spoiled was if this card is in your graveyard and your opponent sacrifices a permanent or just turn it to the battlefield and then it had the the text of like you gain possession of like anything that they sacrifice so it was like all right well if like you can just put it in your graveyard and then if your opponent fetches you get a four or five right or if you like burning inquiry you got it which right, it, it right. went to your graveyard which i thought was really cool but no yes but now you actually have to pay five yeah. mana and now, wait to play now you have to pay five mana and then like you get their fetch land that they drew up the top and are shuffling for sylvan library or something yeah anyway it's like for five mana to get a fetch land back into play you just play titania every once in a while i just look through the i look through the the call time cards and i say and i see it and i'm like oh yeah this card is oh wait no no they, they didn't do that in search of greatness is another card that i mis misread and was like flipping out about and then it turned out to not be as bad as i thought but now i'm kind of coming back so like it's still a pretty good card there's um uh, the the god of death i forget his name egon igor egon uh, egon so egon the 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 interaction one egon being a three mana six six is uh fun yeah. uh but the 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 uh flip side the one the just for a black you get the legendary artifact the throne of the throne of bone or whatever um, or death. Throne of death. Cool. Is a, throne of bone is an alpha. Alpha. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm thinking. Of. So the 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 but the activated ability on the throne of two and a black exile creature card from your yard draw card. That is actually pretty good if you're in a deck that like has creatures in it. But it's also not bad in multiples because if you play a second throne, you can't legendary got, artifact. Legendary artifact. No, no, I know that. But that means that one goes to the yard and becomes Egon that you can oh. exile to draw a card. <laughs> okay. Because Good. it flips back to a creature. So you can exile it. So actually working in multiples isn't bad. It's just like a, it's a slow cantrip. Yep. So one side can be the artifact. One side can be the 6-6. Six, six, but then in the additionals, you just flip it over. It goes to the yard. And now you have a creature in the yard to draw a card off of. The beginning of your upkeep mill a card. So it fills the graveyard for the flip side. Again, the which... double face, the double face thing, because it always goes back to the front side when it goes to the yard, means that if you play your second legendary, it goes to the yard, you have a creature. Egon, three mana six six. Good thing he has death touch. Gotta have death touch so when on, your, six, on six. your six six. Yeah. You remember and, when uh, um, you remember when Grave Titan, Grave Titan. His relative ability was death touch? Good yeah. thing he had it. Gotta have then, that. I mean, it would have pushed it right over the top. The thing where you mystic reflection, where that matures a creature, and then more stuff comes into play. Anytime the next time anything comes into play, it comes in as yep. copies of the creature. Yep. And then uh, I think uh, NTG Goldfish did a thing where they cast it on a Master of Waves in response yeah. to the trigger. That was Made so a bajillion good. tokens. You yeah. want to know the issue with that with that um, combo though? Hmm. The big big like super awesome. You get to put in like an exponential amount of power, right? It's really really cool. The issue with that combo though is that it costs more than one card. Yeah, right. Combo, yeah. combo decks can only you gotta have a, combos these You got to have respond your uh you got to have resolve to four mana creature which yeah. Uh Kasima which just has so much text on it. Just, just <laughs> such a joke. Kasima is cool. Kasima is cool. Kasima would be something that I feel like Lance would have experimented with if they didn't just get uh Valakid Awakening a set prior. Yeah. yeah. Um let's see. Cuz they both do the same thing. They're three drops that draw you a bunch of cards when you make land drops. The extremely expensive uh, spell lands, fetchable snow lands doesn't matter because they come to play tapped. Um, 
Zach, did you see anything? I did not, honestly. Like I, I saw nothing. Like I, you know, I had an eye for infect. Uh, the the blue swords was the only thing that I was like. Mm. Oh, you know? that actually reminded me though. There's a thing that gives anytime a creature you control with death touch deals damage to a player. Yeah, they get that... they get. Well, I know it's not it's not yeah. an infect card, but it is it's a funny card. Yeah, with like um. Uh, it might be a funny EDH combo with uh, the there's like a there's like an artifact that gives all your attacking creatures death touch one of the Theros gods like tridents oh or, yeah and Neela or something like that yeah, Not Nira, no, yeah I forget her name there's too many characters death, death, death touch tribal is a standard deck though <laughs> just plays like 12 one mana death touchers that, well, honestly, that are one ones I saw that and I was like oh um uh what's it called is a one is a death touch Crony's like no no renegade Man, remember when Kaladesh was like really busted? <laughs> Dude, you guys saw I I sent the um four years for, ago for, uh, this 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 listeners medium. I sent a uh uh a chart that mapped out all of the standard bannings in Magic's history. Yeah, Jesus. And it's like you have all of your stuff from like Urza's block, which was super busted, and then nothing until you hit Mirrodin, and it's like the it's just the affinity cards. And then it's nothing until you see Stoneforge, Mystic, and Jace, the Mind Sculptor. And then it's nothing until Fire Design. <laughs> nothing until, yeah, until Kaladesh. And then once you get to Fire Design, it's an average of six bans a year. Which is pretty crazy. I've sort of gotten over that now, that they ban stuff in Standard. When I, remember I don't even that. mind them banning stuff as long as they're doing it like fast enough to fix the format. Like, take well, risks, they, that's they, fine. They kind of get a. They kind of gave themselves like a faster rotation by doing bans, right? When yeah. they banned um, the cat, cat oven, yeah. Along with uh, what was the other ban that they banned? With cat lucky oven. clover, was that banned? Yeah. That so they, so when, when they banned a bunch of like the, they banned essentially like the tier one of that format, and that kind of gave. I mean, obviously, like there are other uh, Eldraine cards that could step up, but it meant that the sacrifice deck was gone. Yeah. It meant that like the, the Lucky Clover adventure deck was gone and it became more of like the mid-rangey like gruel deck or whatever. Yeah. So they kind I mean, of gave themselves a faster rotation, which that's you know, a fun application of the ban list. You know, you can you can essentially you can effectively get a rotation. You can turn your card your physical card game into a digital card game. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically what what you're doing. Do you guys well, see that do you guys remember Release the Wilds got banned? The five mana card that just draws five cards? Yeah. It got yeah. banned? In Release standard? the Wilds is on the ban list, yeah. bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I was playing that deck. It was brutal. Yeah, five mana, draw five cards, banned. Yeah, because you you could mill too your good. opponent out super fast. Yeah, too good. Way too good. Hold on, what's the card called? Release the Wilds, bro. How about release you into the ban list? It's release not release the Wilds. Escape, escape the Wilds. Escape to the Wilds. Oh, I have escape, one of those. Escape, it escaped me, the name. Uh, I saw the top five cards in your library. So you just three. played it with the Hedron Crab guys and you copied your Hedron Crabs and then you just like, you draw five cards, you play another land, you cast another spell, play another land, you play Azusa, play another land, play another land, your opponent. You Azusa have, you have, was in standard? Yeah. Azusa was printed in the core set, my dude. Huh. And it then they put lo they downshifted Lotus Cobra. God. Oh, what Release do you do? Or escape the wilds. Yeah, it was a good. It was a. It was a fun deck that was nigh impossible to to beat if your opponent didn't like know what you were doing. 
and still just, very hard if they didn't have the right pieces in their hands. It's also one of those things where like they they removed like they they recognized when they printed cards like that in the past where they're like, wow, this card is good, but it kind of sucks that you can't play a land off of it. And yeah, that's why that's the point. If you remove the downside of cards and so cards are only upside, then you get problems. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that's funny about all that, though, is the it, it, we're going to run out of time, I think, a little bit. But yeah. like it's, it's, a, it's a thing to, to discuss, which is the more upside you add to everything, the less fun the game is. And that's what it comes down to. Everything is too... When you don't have to work for your wins... And no one does. It just comes down to who casts the thing first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that that's that's the design of um, what you call it. That's the design of uh, Genesis Ultimatum. At least, at least in standard, it is right. Yeah. Like se- seven mana, I either I, I win the game or it does nothing. But like, there's no in between. It's 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 like, all right, I cast this. We spin the wheel. We'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully, I win. And yep. if I don't, then you know, whatever. Just like sometimes you have to feel bad for a reason that you're because your opponent, I don't know, but that happens still. Like you still feel bad, I guess, when your opponent just wins, as opposed to what if your opponent like destroyed the land that was going to let you cast Genesis Ultimatum? That's the thing there's, that's, that's th- th- hard. There's something right? to be said about like getting your wins off of like really granular incremental positioning and advantage versus like just absolute bomby haymakers going back and forth. Yeah, I think right. that's probably a better way to put it. Like, like the fact that the the form there, the, like the design now is no jabs. It's all haymakers. You know, it's funny. A lot of a lot of games are going that way. Just in general, I was reading about. Um, I read a thing about how, uh, like, more three pointers are attempted in basketball now than ever. Like, no one no one shoots mid range jumpers because. You, you're just good enough to hit from three anyway, right? Why, we're why, like, why like, score two points when you could score, score three? three? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'd also same thing with baseball with like there's way more strikeouts and home runs now than ever. But there's no like there's not a lot of like doubles. No one's trying to bunt to like small get, small get ball in it, small ball in. is you can't is why again like well you just if you just like hit the ball out of the park, you know, twenty seven times. Or, well, know, I think that and that, out of twenty seven times. To- that that also goes to incentive, right? Like if the incentive is it, we could always score three points instead of two. So let's just focus all on making sure that we sh- shoot threes. Or if it's like, hey, for every one home run we get, we score as many runs as we do when we hit eight doubles. Okay, well then uh, there's eight times the incentive to hit a single home run, right? Yeah. So like if all of the incentive because there's if there's no drawback to your to going for, going for the haymakers. Then of course, right? And so if card design is just going to remove any drawbacks to haymakers and then also lower how much they're going to cost, yeah, of course, every game is going to feel boring or repetitive. Then, then because, make like, all the hay, right? Like the the, the <laughs> now, like the asymmetrical design, it falls like right into that, right? I mean, we've we've hashed that out before, yeah. but it's like the, the the deck. There's no deck building property anymore with 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 what. Like if Karn just said no artifacts, but then got artifacts out of your board, how cool would it be? Okay, what are the artifacts that don't have activations that I could play with, right? Yeah. Like Michael said, Lattice is obviously the perfect get, but it it, it it narrows the range down of cards that are interesting to play with that you otherwise wouldn't have and make you look at deck building in a way that is conducive to the power level that the card is giving you, as opposed to being like, well, I could have the power level and do anything I want and my opponent can't interact with it. 
<laughs> well, it, it, okay. The, the thing about what you said about Karn with Michael, well, Michael said that's right? But, but you, if you, if Karn turned off your artifacts, it would turn off. You wouldn't be playing the artifact lands with it. You wouldn't be playing Grim Monolith with it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you you would you you wouldn't have the same deck in a way, and that might make Karn even more of a reach for you to put into play, right? How, no, but how cool would it be if you were like, oh, okay, there is a Karn. Karn gives me two tutors, right? I get two yep. wishes that don't take up slots in my deck, and there's a a lights a game ending combo if I go Karn plus Lattice, but. The restriction is I can't use the obvious easy fast mana that the deck is now, right? Yeah. Okay, so what are like the enchantment ramp spells? Oh, do I put Karn in Enchantress? Yeah. Is my yep, win yep, condition yep, yep. now like, oh, I just Sarah Sanctum out of Karn for 10 and then for 10 mana I get to lock you? Like that's interesting. That's that's a compelling way to go. As opposed to like, yeah, I'll just play fucking Grim Monolith. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I I played against Red Prison in with my death and taxes. In my Death Texas League, and, uh, and Snaring Bridge is another is another artifact that doesn't require an activation cost, yeah. so it still works. Like there's there is application there that would be interesting from a design perspective for us to play with. But why why would we do that? Why 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 Teferi and counter spells in the same deck? Yeah yeah exactly. Well, maybe we'll hash it out again. You guys, all good for now? Yeah, I think uh, I've got i've got my food i'm yeah. ready to i'm ready to I've, got, I've got text coming in from the uh home from the home <laughs> study your valkies today yeah yep don't, <laughs> don't do it don't try it <laughs> right, do it uh, have a good week everybody bye later on